We're going to conquer life. And we need to remember that we must overcome our enemies. If we're going to reach our destiny of what God has called us to do, then we must, just like the video said, overcome our enemies. You're going, what enemies are you talking about, Kaz? Because sometimes I wonder, I don't really feel like I have any enemies. But we've got one for sure. The devil is like a roaring lion, is what the Bible says, seeking whom he may devour. I think what he's trying to devour is our hunger for the word. He's trying to devour our love for one another, our sacrificial service for one another. He's, he's trying to devour our, our boldness for God. That if we know someone at work or someone in our family or our neighbor that may not know the only way to get to heaven, and we know it, our enemy is coming to devour us. He's coming to try to keep us from living God's very best for us. He wants to devour your prayer life or <laughs> just not get you to have one. He wants you to to devour your passion for worship because the devil hates when we worship God. He hates it. He wants us to be clouded in this deep fog of the American lifestyle and not carve out a little bit of time to serve or to give or to use your giftings for him. That's that's what he does. And we wonder sometimes, well, what do you mean? Oh, here's a good one. He wants to keep us from discipling other people. Oh, Kaz, that's just for you. Now, Jesus said it when the last thing he told planet Earth and told humanity was to go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teach them everything that Jesus said to do. Now, think about it. I'm like this. I'm, I'm very self-aware. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm always evaluating myself. Why did I do this? And why did I do that? Why did I act that way? Why did I? And I'm always just asking God and talking to God. So think about this. You ask yourself, and maybe you're brand new here today, and that's okay. Uh, maybe you can ask yourself, well, how come I haven't given my life to Jesus sooner? You know? Well, because I was deceived. <laughs> because I thought just being a good person was good enough. Well, I found out the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says something completely different. <laughs> that being good does not get us into heaven. So ask yourself, what is keeping me from following God completely, wholeheartedly? From defeating my enemies? We must not... not halfway, but we must 100% defeat our enemies, and if we don't defeat them, then we have to at least keep trying. Don't give up. I think that's the only thing I had going for me in college, because I was messing up every day. I gave my life to the Lord when I was 23 in 1986, April 
1986, and kept messing up, messing up, messing up, messing up. But I was just hard-headed enough to know I just can't give up. I'm just not going to give up serving God. And yeah, I'm unworthy. And yeah, uh, I don't deserve it. And yeah, I can't. I shouldn't be able to go to heaven. But man, I, this book says I'm okay. This book says that Jesus made me righteous. And I'm just going to keep trying. I'm not going to give up. And now I'm continuing to not give up on God's calling for our life, for my life, for Pathway Church's life, for your life. I'm not going to give up. I'm gonna, we're going to keep encouraging pushing, nudging, nurturing, designing, programming, so that hopefully as we're doing this together as a family, the Word of God sinks on the inside of you, and then all of a sudden, destiny unfolds. And you know, destiny is nothing more than a destination. Destiny is the very best you can be for Jesus. Hopefully, at the end of your life. And I think we, we often have many destinations within our destiny. And it's one of the, one of the most miraculous things ever. I can't, ima- I can't imagine how God continues to use me when you know, I felt like Paul. You know, Paul wrote that I am the chief of sinners. Well, that was me. I volunteer. I was, that was me. And now I'm just... A quarter of a chief, you know, <laughs> probably worse than most of y'all, but I'm working on it. I'm not going to give up. We are not going to give up. We're going to keep pursuing it. So conquering life, we must defeat our enemies. Not only that, but we must, we must have the right mindset to defeat our enemies and realize who your enemies are. And let's get fundamental and basic. I just talked about it. What's keeping you from living your best life for Jesus? And there's some little things priorities, time, energy, I get it. It it happens. Just make sure Jesus is number one. So we're going to conquer life. And I love the story of Caleb. Caleb in Numbers 14, it's a really neat story, but 12 spies go into the promised land after they came out of Egypt and they've been 40 years in in the wilderness and 12 spies go in. There's really only three guys left from that 40 years of uh, all the people over 20 years old had died except for Caleb, Joshua, and Moses. Okay, they're the only ones left. And then you had a bunch of people that were 60 years old and under that were going into the promised land. And 12 went in, 12 spies went in, they came back, they said, oh, there's giants in the land, we can't go in there. <laughs> I just sounded like Southeast Texas right there. We can't go in there. How do you spell nair, you know? When I, was, when I was in college, my, my English professor, uh, uh, oh, oh, yeah, I remember what it was. He said, uh, I, I handed him my paperwork or whatever, and he gave me a grade on it, and I said, uh, hey, uh, we're, we're fitting we're to go get something to eat. <laughs> and he looked at me, he says, Fidna? How do you spell Fidna? You know, and I'm, that is a true story. I might have said fixing, uh, but he corrected me on both of them, fixing and Fidna. So anyway, so they go in. Ten guys come out and say, we can't do it. Two said, hey, our enemies will be bread for us. I love that. That's who your enemies are. The enemy that comes against you to tries to distract you from doing what God wants you to do, that's, that's bread for you. That's easy. No, that's a piece of cake because God is the one that's going to do it. He says, don't you, don't you, I want, hmm. 
don't you morons remember? <laughs> you know, that's what he, I'm not talking to you, okay? Some of y'all are the visitors are going, I ain't coming back here, okay? But he, they were talking to these guys, said, don't y'all remember 40 years ago what happened in Egypt? Don't you remember God delivering you? Don't you remember God saving you when you shouldn't have been saved, that you were still a sinner? <laughs> and, 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 uh, and he loved you anyway? Don't you remember the great things God's done for you? And I, I wished I had journaled all the things, all the miracles that God has done in my life. It's absolutely amazing what God has done in my life. And I wish I could tell you all. My wife had a, 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 a bursted appendicitis and God healed her in Mexico because a bunch of students gathered around a hotel bed and prayed over her. And we went, long story short, we go to the hospital and, they, and she stands up in the hospital and she goes, I think I'm healed. After throwing up and crying, and I had to carry her into the hospital. And to, I mean, it was miraculous. And I went, what? She goes, I think I'm healed. Oh, hey, honey, didn't see you back there. Okay? And she's going, you told the story wrong. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> she's telling Jean back there. I, I, I did the basics, and the basics were right. Okay? God healed her. You know, we, we couldn't uh, have children uh, for different reasons, and God miraculously fixed that situation. Uh, and I can go on and on about all my kids. Uh, Sky's sitting over here, and he can tell you numbers and numbers of times that my children have been healed in our home. And uh, uh, just from, you know, they were sick. We prayed for them. They got well. Uh, multiple times. Uh, on and on. So anyway, here's the deal about Caleb. Caleb said, yeah, they're going to be bread for us because he had a different spirit. He, he served God with his whole heart, not part way. We're missing out. I want to encourage you. You are missing out on God's best for your life if you're not doing it with a whole heart. Every single thing on the inside of you. Well, you don't get it, Cass. I've got all these, all these things that are holding me back. Just give it your, jump off the platform and go for it. Bungee jump for Jesus. Go for it. And then see what happens. Yeah, you're going to fail. You're going to mess up. And you're just going to get right back on the horse and let's go again. Let's keep going, keep going. And that stuff begins to stick to us. And then we get on down the road a decade from now, and, and life is completely different because we wholeheartedly fo uh, followed him. I will bring him into the land he went to, and guess what? It affects your descendants. Your children are going to be affected by your relationship with your Father, Father in heaven. And it's the same way. The children of people at work the people at school will be affected by your relationship with your father. I love, Caleb had a, had a, I can't remember if it was a nephew or a son. His name was Othniel. I love that name. Woo, I love Othniel. He, he, uh, <laughs> he, did a, he defeated God's enemies, long story short, and it was miraculous. He was outnumbered and all these things happened. It was really cool. Othniel was one of the first judge or top, one of the, the top three judges in the book of Judges. And his name means force of God because Caleb showed him the way and he became, his descendants became a force of God. What else would you rather have than that? I'm constantly praying for my, my kids that they would be, for lack of a better word, a force of God, living for God and having God's best in their life, okay? So, 
We got Caleb reaching his destiny. How are we going to be like Caleb? How are we going to conquer life? And here it is. This is in Ephesians 1, 16 through 18. Now I'll kind of go through the scriptures with you. Remembering you in my prayers, I keep asking the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray every day. I, I find little methods in the Bible, and I go, okay, wow. I, I know logically that knowing God better will give me a better life. Does that make sense? That, would, that, that should make sense to anyone. Well, okay. If I can know him better by getting wisdom and revelation, and, and this guy, was, Paul, was praying for it, then I'm going to pray that myself. It's, it's not brain surgery, y'all. Okay, rocket science. I'm, okay, God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you give me wisdom and revelation so that I may know you better. God, I want to know you like Jesus knew you when he was here on planet Earth, that he didn't do anything without talking to his Father, without being directed by his Father. God, in Jesus' name, give me wisdom and revelation, wisdom that is applied knowledge of this book. I know a bunch of people that know this book, but they're not applying it. And so, for, so therefore, it's not wisdom. And guess what? If you don't have one of those two things, you may not be knowing him better. So let's get both of them. Apply this book to your life the very best you can. Give it your best effort and let it become revelation on the inside of you. Revelation, whoo, that affects you. <laughs> that when you're talking about it, 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 it it's so real to you that you're just kind of going, bam, I don't understand why others don't understand this. This is amazing. A revelation that I had at Easter Sunday when I was studying for that is that Jesus died for our sins, but the Bible says he was resurrected for our, for our sanctification. He was resurrected, I'm sorry, resurrected for our justification. This morning I was reading the scripture and it says that by one perfect sacrifice, we were sanctified. Those who believed in him were forever sanctified. If you read Webster, what sanctification actually means, it actually means growing in grace. By one sacrifice, we are growing in the unmerited, undeserved, and unearned favor of the living God. Because I want to know him, and I need, re I need revelation and wisdom to do that. So God, please, pour in wisdom and revelation to Pathway Church so that we would know you better, okay? So we're going to know him better. Next thing is I pray that the, the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, that there's, there's going to be a, a light shining on your path, a light that shines so that something happens in our heart. And the King James says, for that word heart there, he says understanding, that we would have an understanding. We would be free from Egypt, and we would no longer be slaves to slave thinking, but we will take authority and dominion. One of the new things I've been praying in this level and this place in my life recently is, God, your word says that I should walk in authority, that I should walk in dominion. Reveal to me what that means, God, because I'm not certain. I don't want to be the sons of thunder that call down fire from heaven <laughs> and consume my enemies. Actually, I would like to be that way. But I know Jesus doesn't want me that way. So 
how do I handle the authority that you've given me? The authority to do the miraculous. The Bible says to do the same things Jesus did and greater. How do I handle that, God? And I believe he's revealing it to me over the next season of my life. I'm going to get a revelation, wisdom and revelation. You know why? Not so I can do miracles. So I can know him better. So I can be free. In order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. Hope is the future expectation of good. When you're following him, the Bible says that when a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, even his enemies are at peace with him. So when we're looking forward to the future expectation of good that he has called us to, you have a calling. Everybody here has a calling. A calling to do something in God's plan. Please don't miss that. I beg you don't miss that. Because I have seen the result of not having God in people's lives. Not, I've even seen the result of good Christians that think that Christianity is all about just showing up to church, singing a few songs, hearing a message, walking out that door, and it never becoming wisdom and revelation. They never really get to know God. And that life is a, ends up being a difficult life. But you're called. <laughs> We're going to know God. We're going to find freedom. And we're called to discover our purpose. And then the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. I love this. Where is his inheritance found? It tells us right here. In his holy people. Who are his holy people? The local church. It's us. Your inheritance, something special God has for you, is found right here with your holy people. Making an impact, making a difference in the lives for the good of other people. So, <laughs> I love this. What is the street language for the interpretation of that scripture? Some of you are going to recognize this and you're going to understand it. Number one, we want people to know God. Our weekend services are about knowing God. I pray that we'll have services all week long at some point, you know. It's about knowing Him in a way that transforms you, converts you, changes you. It changes the words out of your mouth, the, 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 the things that you think. It changes your destination. That it, When you get to heaven, you're not just barely squeaking in the gates, which that used to be me. Man, I realize now, heaven is going to be full of currency. Okay? And I, I like currency. <laughs> I have to be careful because I might like it too much sometimes. I need some more of it. We're going to build a gym over here pretty quick, so we need some currency. You know what I mean? And we're going to be doing our parking lot soon. And we're starting on the baptistry tomorrow. So y'all be praying about that. Yes, amen. So, yeah, hallelujah. So we want to know God, right? Know God. Find freedom. You recognize that? That's all out of that scripture. You can go back and read it. And that's about getting things out of our life that my life would be better if I didn't snap at my wife. Okay? If I didn't 
have those thoughts that are not appropriate. If it didn't gossip about people when they weren't in the room. So let's get those things out of our life that's holding us back. So know God, find freedom, and we do find freedom through our small groups. It's coming up in May for me. Yeah, August or June. All right, good deal. <laughs> I used to kick up that high. <laughs> now I'm back here. <laughs> Y'all know this better than I do. Know God, find freedom, and then discover your purpose. We're going to help you discover why you were born. Okay? And we do that through Growth Track. Growth Track is our class that we have at 10 and or 11 o'clock. It changed me unimaginably and I encourage everyone to go through growth track it's it's the catalyst that God uses to show you why you were born and the last thing is make a difference in the lives of others with God's holy people we make a difference God God wants us to serve our friends and neighbors outside of the local church but he has a special plan for people who serve in the local church in and through it and so I encourage you, be a part of that. How do you conquer life? Know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. Grow in the wisdom and revelation so that you may know Him better. That's what this is all about. So I'm going to pray a simple prayer by faith. And I believe God's going to rescue you today. Some of us need to make a first-time decision to Him we've never made before. And some of us, we just need to recommit. Recommit to knowing Him through wisdom and revelation. So I'll pray the prayer. And, I'll, and I just believe, honestly, you don't have to come forward for anything like this. That you can receive Jesus right where you're sitting you'll pray this prayer that I'm going to pray out loud. You pray in your heart with genuine sincerity. And when you do, the Spirit of God will come into your life and you'll receive some wisdom and revelation so that you can know Him better. So I'll pray out loud. You pray in your heart. Father, in Jesus' name, I give you my life. I don't really understand everything, but I surrender to you. I love you, God. And I want to serve you. I want to know you better. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for me and he shed his blood for me. And that blood erases and washes away every sin that I've ever committed and I ever will commit in Jesus' name. Thank you for making me perfect and sanctifying me in your grace. God, I love you and I'm giving my life to you fresh and brand new today. Show me what to do next in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Michael's going to say a few words.